listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. This is episode 119, where we talk with Dan Marcon, owner of Marcon Shooting in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We talk about his take on owning his own gun shop, plus inventory shortages, differences in state laws, and a whole bunch of other great stuff. We really enjoyed this one, and we hope you will too. Thanks for listening to Range Minded, episode 119, the Dan Marcon interview. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined as always by... Hey, what's up guys? Steve Zimmerman on the Eastern Front. On the Eastern Front and you sound weird. Uh, yeah, well let's first introduce our deck, our, our guest. <laughs> I can't even talk properly. Yeah, we'll get into it in a second. We're joined here. by uh, a guest. Uh, guest, can you tell us who you are? I'm Dan Markon. Uh, I'm the owner of Mark on Shooting Range in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. From from the Midwest, the good old Midwest. And, and as you guys know, Mark is from those neck of the woods, and so he is ecstatic to have a, a fellow Midwesterner on the show. Yeah, yeah, we stick together. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, we've, we've talked to... Um, you know, the owner of our gun shop, Independence Indoor Shooting. But, um, you know, I'm sure just as much as, you know, gun laws vary from state to state that owning a gun shop uh, varies wildly from state to state as well. So it'll be uh, interesting to have uh, your perspective on things and um, and all that. So thank you for uh, for hanging out with us. No problem. Yeah. Asking me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. It's, it's always good. I, Dad and I met... Uh, a long time ago, it's, I, it was it some kind of uh, uh, an OSHA compliance thing in uh, Minneapolis because yep. he because he knew what it was like over there. He basically let me tag along, <laughs> and we went we went to the Mall of America and we endured a, an incredibly exciting seminar. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Sounds about as exciting as an RSO class. Oh no, yeah. my art. My RSO classes are much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Yeah, because um, yeah, we know uh, you you know Dan through that, and um, Dan owned like you said you own uh, Marcon Shooting uh, outside of Eau Claire, and um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. So, um, for I just I, it's just bothering me, Steve. What happened? His no, I, I can't All get right. over your voice. You sound like you got the worst All cold right. imaginable. First of all, it is not COVID. It's absolutely not COVID. Okay. I was uh, <laughs> I, I was drinking. I made some, you know, those little juice packet things you buy at, at Walmart. You dump in your water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I mix one up and I go to take a drink. But as I'm drinking, I had to sneeze. And so now my sinuses are full of peach and green tea. And, uh, and I sound like, I don't know what I sound like, but I sound terrible. You do. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i, I miss the midwest there's the honesty right there i i sound like a snobby idaho person yeah from the eastern side yeah what the hell um yeah so that's I, apo- not what I, I apologize for the way i sound but you're just gonna have to deal with it tonight that is not what i thought the answer was i would thought you would have broken your nose or something oh no no it's nothing that cool <laughs> or something like that you should have seen the other guy. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, then that makes sense. I'm glad you were uh, able. We were able to explain it to everybody because I was I was kind of concerned for you actually. But, but I didn't die. I'm alive. Still alive. No COVID. No uh, no, no fight. No you're, COVID. You're all good. Yeah. Even uh, if I had, I wouldn't say I had it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. 
<laughs> Fair enough. So, um, well, Dan, let's just jump right into it. So, um, you own and uh, operate Marcon Shooting. Tell us a little bit, kind of, how that got started and um, how you got into the gun world. Um, it's a uh, usually what I give a brief on is I'm from a small town in northern Wisconsin. I joined the Navy, did a couple tours overseas um, in '90 through '93 during the Gulf, the original Gulf. Um, came back home. I was in aviation and wasn't a whole lot happening in this area so i went to school for law enforcement um i always been a hunter into guns you know when you talk to people about guns and stuff they're like oh yeah i hunt and stuff well now it's a little different when uh now i don't hunt but i'm into different types of guns right um, stuff really saves your life and helps people save their life um after law enforcement school i got into a uh academy or a bodyguard school if you would it's esi nice. security international it's out of uh, uh aspen colorado still active today um it's before you know all the tactical stuff was going on and you'll probably get hate mail for that but you know what it is <laughs> um but you know it, it wasn't taught by special operations guys or nothing like that it was just guys that did bodyguard work um and that was before probably a ton of people were even born that are listening right now <laughs> <laughs> the first podcast i've ever done um <laughs> so i'm pretty backwoods but i i got on that we did uh i did five years of what we call the hit team um anywhere in north america through canada mexico in eight hours oh wow um, yeah when we got a page back then we, i operated from 96 to 2000 2001 um and uh, i did the olympics in 96 in atlanta wow. um and then then uh, worked with some movie stars during that time, and then realized I didn't like the, the actors and stuff so much. Not <laughs> their, their entourage, if you would, um, and uh, wanted to do more corporate and high threat, high you know, executive stuff. Yeah, executive stuff, if you would. So I did that and um, promoted through the ranks as fast as I could, and and uh, it was just kind of a dead end deal. Um, 9-11 happened. I switched over to Department of Corrections in Wisconsin. It's a state-ran system. Um, so as a sergeant there, uh, we operated SWAT in the prison system for about nine and a half years. as uh, one of the lead guys there. And I just started training people from doing the bodyguard details to SWAT and stuff. We were all ex-military. Um, and it just kind of clicked from there. And in this area, there wasn't really nobody doing anything, so... You know, people would come to me and I'd teach your mom or their sister or, or the guy or whoever, you know, kind of just basic shooting. Wow, that's the, awesome. Yeah. So then concealed carry happened and I jumped into that and um, through the NRA, if you would, you know, that's how everything started and, and um, started teaching out of a van down by the river, basically. <laughs> um, buddy of mine, we did that for about four years, four or five years, teaching Utah concealed carry. Minnesota concealed carry um, NRA classes wherever people would have me. That's awesome. And building my dream on paper of an indoor range up here. I'm the only one in an area of about 120,000 people, and wow. that's a, about a 30 mile radius. That's what we do here, you know, backwoods. Um, and we've been pretty, you know, I don't want to say successful. Prior to this, it was tough, you know, busting your ass and working 105 hours a week, and wow, and if you're going to make payroll or, or whatever, but um, it's like I said, it's kind of country up here. Um, but then COVID hit and scandemic came upon us, and Minneapolis <laughs> started burning down, and and um, we just took off like wildfire, like everything else. So here I am. 
So what I'm awesome. what I'm getting from you is that running a gun store and starting a gun store and uh, any kind of firearms related uh, company is totally easy and not a lot of work at all. Yeah, Christ, I'll sell you one. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that's a cool story. Sounds like you've been around. You've done done a few things here and there. Have a little bit of experience and. Um, couldn't think of really anybody better to start a gun store, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. and I I grew up bartending, so my parents owned a bar. And they just sold it January 1 of this past year in 2020, which is a great move. Um, They owned yeah. it for 40 years. In Wisconsin? So I, no way. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? That's hard to believe. Um, <laughs> it, uh, they Real successful. It was a great, great, uh, you know, rate bringing us up and stuff. We weren't, you know, alcoholics or nothing, which was kind of weird, ironic. Not that I don't drink. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it taught me to respect people. It taught me to, to um, you know, talk to people one day and throw them out of the bar the next and still have coffee with them the following day, you know. So yeah. um, being in the service industry or the, you know, the teaching industry and stuff like I am, um, it's great. You know, I don't get to teach a lot right now because I run the shop. Um, I have about 17 to 19 employees. Uh, oh, damn. Instructors are in there. Um, we work hand in hand right now with the USCCA. Um, they're out of West Bend, Wisconsin. I, I'm actually heading down there next week for a two day class. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's we, we, we try to grow anything we can and, and talk to other ranges and other shops and stuff. And Steve's been wonderful. I mean, we bought a. I called him up when I needed an item, and he hooked me up with it right away. Um, I'm glad we had it for you too. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, and it's. You know, we're, we're, we have 12 lanes, six six on one side, six on the other, or, or tactical on the other side, which means we can turn lights on and off and strobe lights and all that good stuff like you guys have. Yeah. Um, and uh, Action did our did our range. Um, we're a steel backstop, great ventilation, but, you know, doing all the lead and all the brass and all that stuff, that's all me. I mean, I do, I'm there <laughs> nine days a week, you know, 23 <laughs> hours a day. So Yeah, you're um, living and breathing it. And not right, just yeah, the lead. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. I mean, I have the highest lead cone in Chippewa County. I mean, <laughs> and, and it's crazy. People like have no idea like the behind the scenes stuff at a range, like how stressful it is to make sure that you're in compliance oh with every, every agency that you're supposed to be in compliance with, and and uh, just the paperwork and the time you spend on the phone, and it's oh. it's crazy. And, and then now with everything, you know, you can't find anything and, you know, it's like, well, why can you find ammo and, and somebody else can't and you're hoarding it because you're not letting me buy 10 cases at a time, you know, and I'm like, because you, we only limit two, two boxes per off sale, you know, and it's, we try to keep it decent prices, you know, and, right. and our, well, we want it for training too. It's nuts. I mean, I hired two new guys um, last week, and they they worked a couple days last week just for a few hours, and they came in on Sunday with me. And uh, it went from, you know, semi-busy, and they were doing okay, to dead for a couple hours, (laughs) and then the last four hours was basically a shit show. Yeah. (laughs) And we closed down, and those two looked at me, and they're like, what the heck was that? (laughs) Like, welcome to the shit show, boys. Well, yeah, when people... uh freak out and they're worried about their safety despite what they may say about guns during normal times quote unquote everybody wants one yeah and, and the gun debate should be over i'm pretty sure now yeah seriously um, you know that's what i've been posting on my page i do a live feed on friday mornings i'm not too high tech with the podcast yet but you know <laughs> um, and, I, and i give my opinion on this and opinion on that and sure and we get love 
eight on it. And, uh, and then I do one on another page I do on Sunday mornings, but it's, it, it is what it is. You know, right now we're an hour, you know, I go to the VA hospital on Monday to get a skin cancer piece looked at for, from me. And, uh, thanks government, by the way. And, um, <laughs> I go right through where they're burning down, you know, so, yeah. so it's, you know, and we're an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes from that is wow. if you want to kind of where we're at. So we're more on the Western side of Wisconsin, um, right in the heart of all the intersections of the highways that come in together here. And so there's, I mean, today alone, I think I moved five or six guns and from myself, we probably moved a dozen as a shop and yeah. half of those were to women shooters, brand new, never touched a firearm. Wow. Yeah, that's one thing that we've talked about a little bit is that we've seen a huge uptick of new shooters, first time gun owners, that kind of stuff. And it sounds like you're seeing the same thing. It, it, yes, it's it's nuts. I mean, people are, you know, their families are in Arizona or wherever, you know, and, and they can't get guns and they want to send them a gun. I'm like, whoa, slow your the same <laughs> you mean it doesn't i can't just mail them a gun come I on that in the post office and they won't take that what do you mean and, and they can accept it so <laughs> and the other thing you know i mean you're getting obviously you guys have probably mentioned it and, you know people are coming in and we love that new shooters are coming in and we try to abide by you know and be be thoughtful for everything but when it's uh you know when it's hectic and a crap show and they want 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 it's like yeah I can't produce that, but you know, well, how about if I special order it? Yeah. You'll get it next March. Yeah. Maybe, you know, <laughs> that depends on who gets in, in, in the fall, you know, I mean, maybe you won't get it. Yeah. You know, so Here's that's kind of, yeah, exactly. This is what I got in today. And sorry, it's not in the blue color you wanted. We <laughs> do Terracote <laughs> in our shop like you guys do. So we can turn it in color you want. So, but yeah, it's, I know I've drank a lot of bush lattes this summer. <laughs> <laughs> and and the funny thing is you're so close to Chippewa Falls where Lining Kugels is made. Yeah. I mean, I know Jake, he's a good dude. We, we hang out sometimes and at business events and stuff. He sure. always comes over and sees me and says hi to me and being a, you know, he's a, he's a Marine and my dad was a Marine and, yeah. and just military and stuff. Great dude. Um, but yeah, he, We've done some work with him and his family, um, but yeah, I don't really get into the line and cool stuff too much. Um, some of their, some <laughs> of their, um, you know, their specialty beers, their honey whites and that stuff. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong, I'll sit down and pop a six pack of that here and there, but <laughs> but uh, you can't drink you can't drink a case of it. You know, I mean, if you want to drink right. beer, you drink. Beer. I mean, it's we're on a mission and we're going to destroy something. So, <laughs> I mean, a thirty pack or a bushel is a good night and a rough morning so yeah no i feel you yeah but um yeah no it sounds like um it, it it's it's comforting but it's also crazy that it's just it's crazy everywhere no matter where you are in the country it's everybody's experiencing the same thing in the gun world and you know we've what we've been trying to do is is tell our listeners that you know it's it's crazy everywhere and that you've just got to yeah. roll with what you got and get what you can um because you don't know what's going to happen in the future you know and that, that's exactly, I mean, it's like we're talking to guys I work with, you know, I mean, we talk about this in the morning and the evening and we shut down and it's, that's it. And people are getting to realize it, you know, and, and we've been seeing a lot of trade-ins of stuff they don't need and yeah. we do consignments. So, you know, and we've been buying guns as well. You know, people that come in and want to sell their, their Glock 19 because, you know, they just don't use it anymore. I'm like, you might want to rethink this. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> like, oh no, you know, I'm going to move to Colorado. And I'm like, oh, whatever, give Good me your luck. Money. Yeah. I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we do, we do consignments. We do online stuff. I don't know if you guys are into that too much. Uh, we a, do- a little bit. We do some gun broker stuff. See, and we were doing gun broker and their, some of their stuff kind of got crazy on yeah. us and met up with a guy that at a um, Bill Hicks show. And you know what those are, you know, yeah. also whatever, um, met up with a guy who used to run AccuSport. Um, he actually came over and he got it. He talked to me and stuff. He's like, Hey, how's it going, Dan? I'm like, good. What are you up to? And he said, we started a company called guns.com. Not to plug them, but, um, <laughs> It's kind of like like gun broker, but you can just put stuff for sale on it, nice. and they take care of all the shipping and the money transfers. The bill, the billing's not as crazy as gun broker. They don't bill you that much. As yeah, stuff. that that is a problem. Yeah, so I mean, super easy. Like I just sold a I don't know 1876 Colt revolver yesterday. I had it out there, and the guy shoot, shot me an offer. They can do an offer, and then I <laughs> I returned an you know a counter offer, and he accepted it. And boom, I had a UPS email, or email with the UPS uh, label on it. And once the UPS scans it, within a half hour, I have the funds deposited into my bank account. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. It's nuts. And right now, I mean, if you're, you have listeners on the East Coast, I may have sold you a gun. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the people are buying anything SKS, eight, old style AKs, they're buying out there. Um, really? so we're moving. Oh, God, it's crazy. Um, well, I, I started a shop here in Idaho Falls, uh, the range I used to work for. They were selling the gods for almost 200 bucks. Are you kidding me? Wow. Like, Two. now? Yeah. <laughs> I, paid, I paid 70, I think, under 80 bucks for mine. Of course, that yeah. was a while ago. Oh. Yeah, that's, it, it's nuts. Yeah, that was years ago. I mean, I used to weigh 230 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Times have changed, yeah. Right. You know, um, now, I mean, I just sold an SKS out there for, I think, 800 bucks. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's an SKS. So. Yeah, we were talking about, we did a, last week we did one on kind of current events or whatever, and uh, I read somewhere um, that people were selling Glock 19s for 850 at gun shows. I, yes, I've heard some of that going on, and we have <laughs> arms list. A lot of guys, guys that come in, you know, they keep me up to date on how arms list is going, and and it's a lot of crackheads and meth heads, I think, on there. Ooh, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, don't, don't want they don't want you to even copy their driver's license if they have a driver's license. Oof. Um, you know, and, and there was a guy selling the Glock with like two mags, uh, I think a hundred rounds of ammo. Somebody was telling me for like twelve hundred and some dollars. Wow. Oh my gosh! What the heck is that? <laughs> Yeah, man, that's insane. Um, yep. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, yep. You know, we talked about how crazy it is and, and the headaches, but what's what's your favorite part of owning a gun shop? Um, to see the people when they come in and they're nervous as hell, you know, especially the new shooters, and when sure. they walk up outward, you know, especially the ladies, they come in, they don't know if they should be there or not. You know, it's a gun shop. It's, you know, and, and we're sitting there in red shirts and khakis or, you know, blue jeans or whatever we may be wearing. You know, yeah, we got, we got guns on, but you know, and most of us are heavy bearded guys, ex-military dudes, <laughs> but, but we greet them right when they come in, they, they see it's not all camouflage and, you know, and, and mounts and stuff like they've seen over the years, yeah. you know, banners and, you know, nice paint and stuff on the TV and, 
and it's you know we we have a section of purses and stuff there and i always have my dogs at the shop so they always nice. you know, that always calms them down right away um so and then they're there for the first class and then they come out they're like that was awesome you know, that, was, that, that was awesome you know and i'm like okay cool you know coming back for another class yep and then i'm going to do speed dating because we do speed dating with guns oh no way um, yeah yeah so you get to try six guns, five rounds apiece, and instructors with you after you take our basic pistol class. And then you can try them out. It takes about a half hour or so. That's a great um, idea. Yeah, and we sell guns like crazy off of that, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but, but uh, you know, and then they come back, and they're bringing their husband back. And their husband's <laughs> like, I didn't think my wife would even come back. And now she's buying her second gun. You know, she bought a 22 and she mastered the 22 and now she's buying a Glock or a Smith you know, for a carry gun. And the guys are like, this is, there's a little more I wanted. And I'm like, Hey, let her do what she wants to do. Man. Yeah. So that's, Heck. that's probably the best thing. You know, um, we do some hunter safety stuff and seeing kids come in we work with disabled people, seeing people that normally wouldn't, wouldn't be in the gun world, really enjoy what they're doing in the gun world. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's changed over the years, even in, in the, uh, you know, five to eight years that I've, been in, in in the hobby of firearms um you know it's gained a lot more widespread appeal and i the weird silver lining i guess of the pandemic is that a lot more people are getting into guns and i don't think that uh the gun world is going to be the same and i think that's in a good way yes and that's huge i mean we've done you know i opened up tuesday uh, uh classes on tuesday every tuesday at noon noon to four we have a basic pistol class the first nice. was, you know, two guy, two people in it. Next week was six. Following week was one, and then that was back in beginning of April because I figured everybody was home anyway. So what right. and we never closed down. Um, so now, I mean, every Tuesday I have anywhere between six and fourteen people in a class. Noon to That's four. That's fantastic. On a Tuesday. And on a Tuesday during the week, and it's. I mean, we have teachers, doctors, nurses, moms, dads, you know, I mean, people coming in from other states visiting now because it's summertime coming up to do that because it's something to do. Sure. It, it's unreal. I mean, we just had one today and I think we had seven people in there from uh, a couple days. Yeah, I had to have about seven, eight people in there and oldest person was probably, I think she was 72. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great, you know. Owning the gun shop isn't the, you know, where am I going to get ammo? How am I going to get my guns? How am I going to make payroll? You know, I got to do lead clean out. You know, I got to be in there early morning yeah. scheduling. That's all the great stuff, too. No, it's not really. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I wanted to own my own business. You know, working for the state and the prison system sucked. Guys wanted me to go back overseas with them. My wife wasn't going to let me do that. Sure. Yeah. I love dogs too much. They don't know how to Skype. Uh, <laughs> so, so this is it, and uh, the guys I work with, the men and women I work with, are we have an awesome team. Um, probably 75, 80% of my staff are ex-military, um, you know, and, and I was just looking for new people, and in my, you know, in my, I guess what it is, my ad, if you would, I told them, I go, if you your feelings get hurt, don't apply. You know, if, <laughs> if you're, you know, need to be coddled, please don't apply. If you're not... <laughs> Don't show up to work on time. Don't apply. The right. boss, he, he's a dick. You know, that's me. <laughs> HR a pissed, you know. Um, you may work through breaks. Tough shit. Um, <laughs> you have dogs. You have to carry a gun, you know. I mean, 
I don't care who you vote for, uh, <clears throat> but don't talk your crap in here. You know, I mean, that's just the stuff. So, right. I mean, that's that's the way. And I got a lot of love and some hate from it, but I had some pretty big business owners in the area go, I wish I could put that on my. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing what everybody's wishing they could when it comes to, to applications and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a great industry to be in. I do love it. And I do love meeting the people. It was weird because, like, when I met Steve, you know, we we talked and we hit it off right away. But I, before that, I was going to SHOT Show and meeting people, and I'd be like, hey, you know, what kind of ventilation do you have? And they're like, I ain't telling you. And I'm like, yeah. really? Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I'm like, the old school guys are just so, you know, hey, what sells better? What's What what POS system do you have? You know, point of sale system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't going to tell you that. Why not? What the hell? It's so weird. <laughs> It's you, you're four states away. I mean, I take vacations. My wife and I, and we stop at a range in Nashville. Sure, you know, and talk to them down there. And most of them down there actually were pretty cool. But you get down to like, I went to a few in Chicago, a couple in Minneapolis, and stuff. And they're like, "Nope, get out." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm like four hours away from you." Yeah, you there's know? no so, competition. <laughs> and I've never, I've never understood that. We are all on the same team. Like, there's right. <laughs> no reason we can't play together. Yeah, we're exactly. all trying to, we're all trying to better the industry. Um, yeah. I just I wonder because you said a few in Chicago. I know there's a couple in the suburbs, but I don't think there's any in actual Chicago proper. Maybe one. Right. To be Chicago is anything south of Madison. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, there's you know there's gag guns. There's there's some pretty big ones down there, and they got you know a lot of stuff going on. But I think the younger people that are managing them and running them is a little better than you know the 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 other generation, if you would. Yeah. And and I guess I fall right in that middle because I turn I think I turn forty eight next month. <laughs> but yeah, allegedly. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sixty five, you know, seventy years old. But I'm and I'm also not, you know, in the in the you know, my dad didn't give it to me, or I'm not twenty five either. So right, yeah. But um, well, that's it. Yeah, because I was I've I've said this on the podcast before. Is um, I got into guns when I was in Illinois, and you know I got in. Be- into them because I thought it was a great way to protect yourself. Um, I was fascinated by the mechanics, um, the, you know, the kind of rich history of guns, you know, a bunch of different reasons, but I, I never could feel like I could really tell anybody or like be open about it with anybody in Illinois, just cause it was like, you'd get funny looks or right. you'd be, you know, it's all kinds of different get, reasons. Get ostracized from the community. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and even just in Wisconsin, I mean, it's, it's a completely different ball game, you know? Yep. And, and now we're into the, like we talked about a little while ago, was we're into the handguns. Yeah. You know, guns, AR-15s, um, defensive shotguns, that type of stuff. And we have a Shields right in Eau Claire. You know, I'm, I'm technically in, in Chippewa Falls, but it's a suburb, basically. So right, I'm yeah. literally minutes from Shields, which is a big outdoor sports store. Sure. Right. Um, and, and those guys come in and they, they shoot at our place. They send people for classes. Um, we do all their gunsmithing, basically anything outside of a scope mount, you know, they'll might mount somebody's scope, but you can do it better if you're drunk. Um, you know, so <laughs> they send them to us to get it zeroed in. Um, and then we send them, you know, the high dollar hunt rifles and stuff. We, if we can't order it, we send them to them, you know, nice. we're like, just go to shields, talk to Tom, you know, he'll take care of you. So we scratch each other's backs. And we see him at banquets and benefits and stuff. You know, we still run the same paperwork. And But it's a lot of places just aren't like that. I mean, there's some small gun shops in the area that literally hate me. Really? Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's they talk 
just nonstop, you know, because everybody wanted to build a range. That's the thing up here. Everybody wanted to be the first one in the door. Because <laughs> you can't oh, be the see. So, you know, yep, they were going to build a range. They were going to do this. And I was doing their classes for them. And I'm like, I'm going to build a range. And <laughs> we tried. A couple of us looked at finances and stuff, and nobody had the money. And right. I had a backer. And I just bought him out last month, uh, June nice. 1st. Cool. So, yep. Mark on is 100% mine. Nice. Very cool. Work on the real estate this month. So, that's the big dollars. But, yeah, I mean, you know, people are like, man, what did you do to the other gun shop? I'm like, I didn't do nothing to them. You know, and they're like, they really hate you. And I'm like, I know. It's just, <laughs> if, if it really wrecks their evening or whatever because I, you know, whatever reason, more power to them. You can't have that much hate in your body. So, um, well, if you're, yeah, if you're not I, making I've enemies, never understood that. If you're not making enemies, I guess you're not doing, you're not doing anything right. Right. And that, you know, I guess – the thing that really gets me is though when I find out like their buddies hammered us on Facebook and haven't even been to my shop or because oh, yeah. that's the thing you get those keyboard warriors that I want to burn their goddamn house down, <laughs> or, you know. Be, but they'll sit there and give you bad reviews and stuff, and you know it's like whatever, and you can't do anything about it. But yeah, you can't retaliate online because then it makes but, you worse. Yeah, so I just you know so usually I just kill like my Google reviews I'll kill them with kindness. You know right, my thing. Yeah. You know, Hey, Steve, you know, thanks for leaving that great review you left us. I see you were in four months ago. Man, you must have really hated it because you just left a review last night. You know, if you really didn't like it, you could have just came to the owner who's always there. That's me, by the way. And instead, you know, that it was, you thought you paid too much for the ammo, which that's the cheapest rate in Eau Claire. But, yeah, you know, and then just, you know, please feel free to come back again. And then usually within 24 hours, all the Google reviews pulled down because it makes them look like an ass. Right. Yeah. That's the way to do it, though, man, you know? Yep. That's so funny. kill them, and then everybody else is like, hey, I love that review, you, you know, you respond. <laughs> like, thank you, very kind. Yeah, so, a man of the people, it sounds like. <laughs> try to be. So we, we've been working heavily, speaking of that, with a lot of our state representatives and senators in the area, too, with, you know, Wisconsin's looking at the whole, you know, everybody wants to legalize marijuana, a whole nother ballgame. Yeah. Right. But... If you have a card, you know, or if you smoke marijuana, you can't legally own or possess a firearm. Yeah, you unless you lie on your paperwork. Yeah. Like that. Now that's a different federal offense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the way they're backdooring gun control. That's another way they're backdooring it. Yeah. You know, so I had my representative who I work closely with. He's a ex-chief uh, of police, and he called me from the floor of Madison and said, hey. Wow. He goes, this is what they're proposing, and everybody's kind of getting on board with it. And I'm like, you know, Jesse, this is not this. No, I go, this tree they're trying to backdoor you on is this way. And he's like, okay. So I told him how it was going down, and he put it out there. And he's like, nope, just got off the phone with uh, my local guy. And he said that you cannot own or possess a firearm, you know. And they're like, oh, um, yeah, that yeah, that's still true. <laughs> but, About um, that. <laughs> Better. But but we'll give them a card. Yeah, exactly. So so within a month, I was down there testifying on some gun stuff along with that. So I was like, well, that worked out pretty cool for us. So yeah, that's way good. That's yeah, good on you, man. I mean, because that's I think you know you, the unique thing, one of the unique things about being in the gun world is that you do kind of have to be a you know a good steward of the Second Amendment, as we say. And it sounds like you're living and breathing it. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that much, you know. I mean, <laughs> sure. It, Did you? Know, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's great. 
I was going to say, did you notice a lot of like uh, pushback or resistance in the community when you announced that you were going to put up your range? No, actually. I mean, we're big, big outdoorsy hunting and stuff like this. I mean, we're not like Idaho, but um, <laughs> it was, you know, some neighborhood stuff for noise. And then Action Action Target sent uh, some representatives that I've been working with to tell them about the sound and, the, you know, how yeah. I had it built was a full, and I think Steve knows this, was a full enclosed capsule of cement inside of a, like a pole shed building. So the only sound, way sound escapes is out of my ventilation. Ventilation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So only thing I'm working on now is maybe putting a uh, like a privacy fence, but I got to watch the intake of the air, so I can't put it right outside of the, the intake ventilation. Yeah. Um, and for us, we get subs. I mean, we're you know we're thirty forty below zero um, without wind chill in the winter time, but we're still yeah. open. In so that's the only pushback I got really um, was just from the noise and then we you know, told everybody it was going to be good and it is it's a little loud if you live next door but so is someone roofing their house yeah we when we uh we probably a month into us being open there's apartments uh maybe 100 yards behind our building and we went through all the channels you know we went through planning and zoning and everything they did a, a sound meter check and everything yep. and we were way within compliance like our decibel levels were way low. Yep. Yes. Some gal from New York had recently moved back into those apartments and she decided she was going to shut us down. So she threatened us with emails and all sorts of stuff. And she's, I'm going to call the cops. We said, please do. Cause we're, we are, have a very good relationship with Meridian right. PD. <laughs> right. And, uh, and uh, so sure enough, they show up, they showed her the sound meter said, look, your garbage truck's louder than that. And, and just leave <laughs> us alone. It, yep. it went nowhere. And we, it was, it was very satisfying. Speaking of uh, cops showing up, once uh, the scandemic hit back in March, and I, I call it the scandemic, that's just, <laughs> but you can use it. Um, but yeah, so when that hit, my local police chief, who great dude, Cal, he came in and I saw him come in on that Wednesday and he had a clipboard and I'm like, and we were packed. And it was just, I was the only guy out for another hour. And uh, he's like, Dan, can I talk to you? I was like, yep, hold on, you know, and he waited. And uh, a lady was called it in, you know, and then. I filled out the right forms for, for Wisconsin, for the state of Wisconsin, and sent them off to Madison like I was supposed to, and everything was good. And the Wednesday before, we trained we trained the local PD once a year on our 3D shoot or our 2D shoot. And yeah. uh, we also do a live fire inside the range on our tax side, lights on or lights off, lights on with strobe lights and stuff. And our guys train their guys, so and it's all free. Wow. So full, full day's worth of training. So he comes in, you know, and we talk. About a week later, we're still going on with this, and he shows back up, and he goes, there's a couple of ladies that are calling you in. I'm like, we're, you know, we had hand sanitizer out. We had to take off. <laughs> oh, it works, you know. And he's like, the ventilation is on. And Well, then she stopped calling the local PD. and started calling the county. So the oh, county called. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I was about three, four weeks into it, and county nine one one operator is like, "Hey Dan, it's so and so," and I'm like, "How's it going, bud?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, this lady keeps calling us. We keep telling her, you know, you're in compliance, this and that." She said, "You had 22 cars in your parking lot, you know, this morning," and I'm like, "Yep, I did. I have a class going on, and there's, you know, people are here and there. We have two classrooms and." He goes, okay. He goes, well, I told her all that. Then she wished that the COVID-19 would kill us all. and we don't. <laughs> wow. So tolerant. That escalated. So tolerant. 
I'm like, gosh, I wonder what way she leans. And he chuckled. <laughs> I go, can you give me your address and I can just relay that to a motorcycle group I know? <laughs> he laughed and he's like, yeah, we're uh, we're sending a squad out there now for threats. Oh, wait, like, man, people are nuts, they're, dude. They're not. They're, yeah, they're straight up crazy. So. Wow. But, but like but, I say, they're they're the tolerant. We're the we're the we're the rug crowd, real. Exactly. You know, you get twenty thousand gun owners with guns on. You know, doing a peaceful demonstration or an informational demonstration, and not one thing happens. Trash is picked <laughs> up. Get ten people together from the other side, and they're breaking crap. Man. Um. See. Oh, sorry, Steve. Do you have a question? Oh no, you're good. Okay. I'm just scratching my head right now. I was going to say <laughs> so. Um. That kind of leads me to just kind of due to all the experience that you have, you know, with being in, around guns and in the gun world and stuff. What do you think um, are some of the biggest changes or maybe the most surprising changes to you, um, you know, in the gun world uh, over the last, you know, kind of 20, 30 years? You talked about it a little bit about um, how back in the day it was a little more about hunting, but really the handguns and the ARs and stuff are really taking off now. Um, can you talk about that? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Dan, uh, yeah, I mean, it, when I when I grew up, up, I had a twenty-two and a four ten, you know, and and then I got in, graduated up into a thirty-eight six, and but now it's we see young ladies coming in buying their first handgun, buying a twenty-two for you know for their daughters, and and um, the women in the shooting industry right now is by far the fastest growing market, and I knew that yeah. back. Back when Steve and I were talking, you know, five, six years ago, I was like, this is it, man. You got to get yeah, the Cerakote. Absolutely. Gotta, people don't just want the black gun. People don't just want that Woodstock gun. They want it to be whatever color they want, you know. And you'd see the old the old timers be like, oh, screw that. That ain't doing that. Get out of my <laughs> shop. You know, no problem. And I will buy your, your, your real estate when you close your doors. You know, that sucks, but you have to change with the times. And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. And and the yep. new shooters and the women, the handguns, the colored guns, you know, Glock was here in 86, was it 86 or so. Yeah, and they were crazy because they had a polymer gun, a striker fired <laughs> gun. That's not ever going to take off. You guys are crazy. What a piece of junk. Yeah. Nobody's exactly. going to buy that. Right. And everybody, I just told this to a lady today and now everybody's chasing them. You know, who, yep. who has a hammer fired you know, concealed carry gun. Hardly anybody. You know, I mean, it's all Smith, Sig. You know, whatever you may want, they're more than likely a poly bottom with a, you know, striker fired gun. Right. Um, and I wish I, if you know anybody that has a couple hundred of them, please let me know. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I could call distribution. We'll just get a bread to you. Well, a place <laughs> like you, that thing's massive. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there just to go to your shop. That's I'm, that's I'm telling you, we are struggling to keep keep inventory. You just like everybody else, man. Yeah, so, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that is, is the women, the new shooters, the kids. You know, everybody partaking in, whole families coming in. Yeah, that's it, fantastic. That just makes me happy. I mean, literally. Yeah. And and if somebody else is, you know, on my Facebook page, will hammer me on something or make a comment towards one of my live feeds. And I don't even have to say anything anymore. I mean, these people <laughs> just pound them in. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't know Mark on and Dan, you know, heart and soul and and his guys there. And I'm like, thanks a lot. Guys. You know, so when the cops and the D.A.s and the lawyers and the judges are are telling people who to go to telling us, you know, or telling them to come to us for their training. That's that easy. Means- so 
So that's very that's, very cool. That is fantastic, my friend. So can you talk a little bit about more um, about the like the low light kind of and other those kind of classes you were talking about? Um, do you offer those to the public, or is that mainly just law enforcement and and um, you know other other kind of folks like that? So. So if you're into the industry and people come in, they're like, yeah, I need some tactical classes. It's like, oh boy, you know, <laughs> what's your experience? Well, you know, I've watched 36 hours of YouTube tactical videos. I saw John and, Wick three. Right. You know, I was like, yeah, I know that by heart. It's like, okay. <laughs> and you can usually tell when they check the slide, like, like Wick does. I'm like, get it, get out. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's we do offer them to general public. We have special times, like we might have like a low light Saturday um, during normal circumstances, and then we have two instructors out there. We're doing it methodically for the first time, and then yeah. let it run faster. So you can't just even though the guy, you know, I got twenty years in the army. Okay, how many times you shoot at night outside of the range? You know, um, never. You know, or, so we. You got to be cognizant of their feelings, but yet still want them to train with you. Um, It's our our leagues that we have. We do leagues uh, on our tactical side, and we'll do lights on one run and lights off one run. And that freaks people out. I mean, we really got to watch it. Uh, We have some videos on our website that we do with them. And, um, you know, we do strobe lights, and and that's a good way to do it. It's kind of like a USPSA challenge, if you will. Yeah, Yeah, for sure that type of stuff um they hate me because i'm more tactical on it so like with swat and stuff and bodyguard you don't just reload right in the doorway you know like because <laughs> i'm not doing points in time i'm doing it for my life so right um i'll throw t-shirts on our cardboard targets so they can't see where they're hitting and that messes them up wow yeah, so that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, we do we do special events. You know, people uh, business team building stuff. We'll have them come in. I just took two calls today for that. Um, and if they want lights off, you know, we'll sit down and explain to them what to expect and show them. Especially people that want them. You know, like you know, husband and wives that are in their fifties, sixties, whatever, and they're like, yeah, I want it for you know home protection at night. Okay, you know, we'll do classes with them, and then we're like, okay, this is what your home should look like at night, and that freaks them out. Yeah, yeah, it's a big so, reality check, man. Exactly. Yep, you know, the reality check is like, oh, that's different than on TV. You know, <laughs> like no crap. Well, and I've seen with people where you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a, a babe in the woods, but you know, by comparison to some other people, but even um, you just introduce a shot timer or something like that, and that little oh. bit of stress, and people lose it. <laughs> Yep. Shot timers are what we call like the, the men in black uh, things that the flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Gone, yeah. We used to set up, I call them Hogan's alleys. It's kind of like, sounds like a lot of what, what you do. But on one of my stages, the very first thing is, is I, I called it a medial task. So, and we had a lot of, a lot of masterclass USPSA shooters, you know, and they get all excited to try to try to play the game. And it's, oh, it's yeah. not, it's not USPSA because I make up the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it pisses them off so much. But I, what I did is I took one of those little puzzle balls that you put the shapes in, you know, like the, the yeah. square and yep. I, I covered it with a blanket and I says, as soon as that timer goes off, you have to do the task under the blanket. And they're thinking, oh, I got to assemble a gun or load a magazine. Nope. They look at that puzzle ball and they go blink. They yes. don't know what to do. And it pisses them off and it's so much fun. 
I, I, I go to other, you know, I'm on your guys' website or your guys' Facebook page, and I'm on a bunch of gun shop pages, and I'll, you know, I'll take that stuff and use a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And that's what I love is getting different aspects of ranges and what they're doing in their shop yeah. to mess with their people, you know, because, I mean, sometimes it's tough to come up with some stuff. Yeah. You know, I've got somewhere, I got a whole a whole bunch of those little stages I designed. I got to find them. I don't remember where I put them all. Yeah, that Hogan's Alley was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I don't know why. You know, once I stopped, you know, turned it, turned it over to the next guy, they just stopped doing it. So I don't know yeah, why. We have people from all over that come in. We even have cops that come in with their duty belts on, you know, or so they can use it and actually train. And they say that we are by far more training on league than they get at oh, any yeah. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I figure if I can make them go home at night, you know, and think about stuff and, and survive their shift, then, hey, that's that's all that matters, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, you, you've talked about it a little bit, but you have concealed carry in Wisconsin. Um, how long has that been around? Because it's not been too terribly long by uh, no. comparison to other states. Right. We're probably one of the last five, within the last four or five that got it. Yeah. Uh, We've been around for, well, I just renewed it, so probably about six or seven years now. Okay. Uh, yep, so six or seven years. And then before that, I was teaching a lot of Utah classes because yeah. Wisconsin residents would carry into Minnesota. And then the great state of Minnesota was wondering where all their concealed carry like money went. And Wisconsin residents were utilizing <laughs> Utah licenses. Yeah. Minnesota. So Minnesota said, nope, if you're going to carry in our state, and they're only an hour away, that you have to get a Minnesota concealed carry license to carry in our state. So we, we got licensed and qualified over there, and we do a lot of those multi-states that are Wisconsin, Minnesota, Florida, and Arizona qualified. Awesome. Yeah, that was my favorite part about getting an Illinois concealed carry license is this is good only in this state and none other, and we don't recognize any other concealed carry licenses in the country. Thanks for playing. Yes, the, Illinois is well, yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, honor, they had to honor one and they honored Hawaii. And Hawaii is almost impossible to get a concealed carry license out of. Yeah, you'd be better luck going getting one out of New York. Exactly. Yeah, in one of the boroughs. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's welcome to Illinois. But they do let, you can drive through Illinois um, with a loaded firearm on your person or in your vehicle. You just can't get out and fuel up or eat with it on. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, sure. You know, and I know some some cops down there and stuff, and they're like, if you don't have a gun on, you are wrong. And I'm like, okay, yeah. just uh, throwing it out there. So yeah. So, um, what are the requirements though for concealed uh, concealed carry license in Wisconsin? Basically, you just got to be breathing. <laughs> so so they they wanted to appease everybody, but not make it a constitutional carry. Um, so you have to have some type of firearms training course, which is hunter safety or uh, DD-214 because you might have shot a gun once in your military career. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so that's – to get it is easy, but to utilize it is pretty tough. So what uh, we have people come in. They're like, you know, I got my hunter safety card. I got my concealed carry two years ago, but I haven't carried because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. And it's like – don't don't you're not and i even put out commercials like this and i'm like you're not alone you know come in take the class and learn the laws you know That's because awesome. if if you do something wrong they're gonna hammer you to the wall i mean yeah. you're gonna have 
every liberal in the world is going to jump on you and say, see, that guy's got a gun. It's his fault. <laughs> um, and that's why we, we joined up with the USCCA is because they back you up when you need it. You right. know, they, they, you know, the NRA tried that game and they got, they got busted on it. Um, the USCCA for um, you know, a few hundred bucks a, a year, they got you civilly and criminally. So, they got you at any of the states in the country. So that's why we really like them. And they're from Wisconsin. So when you call them 365 days a year, they're going to answer their phones and answer any questions you have. Yeah. And I don't know if if you use their curriculum. I really like their curriculum too. I think, I think it's pretty good. Yes. And and now they're actually doing a, a a range thing. Steve, I don't know if you're on it or not, but I'll definitely have my personal reach to you, but the, the range gets bonuses for people that sign up. Um, so you can make, and your instructors will get bonuses if they, if people in their class sign up. So yeah, I think so. I need to, I need to re up my membership I, or yeah. my uh, instructor credits. I, I need to just get on it. So that's why I'm going down there next week. They're doing a, we're a, we're a, uh, what's the heck the words uh place they can sign up for recruiting station yeah but but we're also going to go down and become uh master instructors or something like that yeah or so (laughs) but yeah it's a good 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 deal um we like them and like i said they're from wisconsin they got their crap together so that's all that matters right who else is from wisconsin steve who's that there's another uh not a firearms manufacturer but i'll give you a hint it's an optics manufacturer Oh yeah, Vortex is from Wisconsin. Yeah, they yep. sure are. So I gotta yep. imagine, Dan, you're probably a fan of those guys. Maybe not, yeah. but no, I am. Wow, that's one of a. That's probably we don't have a whole lot of optics, but ninety percent of our optics we sell are Vortex. Yeah, yeah, and I like Vortex stuff. They're we're popular. BCM guys, uh, Bravo Company. Oh, BCM. Uh, BCM. They're out of Wisconsin. Are they really? I know that. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I sh- I should know that, but I didn't. Man, yep. Uh, we sell we sell a buttload of their product. Um, uh, uh, APF. We sell a lot of their stuff. They're out of Minnesota, but Alex Pro Firearms. Yeah, uh, we love their stuff. Uh, they've been real good to us. We drink beer with them on some of the shows. So good, small group of guys, and uh, they put out a quality product as well. Awesome, man. So yeah, I'd say if uh, if you if you're a you know, a Second Amendment fan, and uh, you want to find somewhere in the Midwest to move. Wisconsin's not the worst option in the world. <laughs> no, it's it's not the worst option. We do we do uh, pretty good up here. So yeah, if I ever had to move back to the Midwest, I'd be looking to Wisconsin before Illinois. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, Steve, you got anything else? Well, I do have five questions. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I didn't tell Dad about these. No, he's flying by the seat of his pants today. <laughs> All right, so. Just, just to keep you in the loop, Dan. So every guest we have, uh, I, I have, or we have five questions that we came up with, uh, just to know a little bit more about our guests, you know, oh. so our, our listeners know that gun owners and, and rage owners are just normal people. We're not some weird anomaly. <laughs> so are, are you ready? Yeah, go they're, ahead. They're not, they're not scary. You just answer any way you answer every Every guest we've had, they all answer different, and that's what makes it fun. And there's no wrong answer. That's right. Cool. All right, so first one, if you could understand me through my plug nose here. Oh, go ahead. What experience in your life has been the most influential and why? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, <clears throat> wow, influential would be my parents. Um, they, they, 
my mom was a sing was a single mom who raised me. Uh, my dad, and my mom's only kid. I got other brothers and sisters, half and step. Sure. But I got most of my demeanors and and um, um, you know niceness, I guess you would from from her. But I also, in the same aspect, look at everybody and wonder how I'm gonna have to kill them. <laughs> but. But I guess my mom was probably my biggest influence in my life. Um, you know, I've been around the world a couple times, which is great. But it all comes back to I made it around the world because of the way she raised me. That's awesome. Nice. Awesome. All right. Number two, you just won the lottery. It's a huge amount of money. What are you going to do with it? Oh. Um, give my guys raises. I don't pay him shit. <laughs> I'll pay my range off. Obviously, my close family, make sure they're all financially stable, donate some money, um, and and just do what I do still. I mean, I don't have to work 110 hours a week, hopefully, but <laughs> I can pay somebody else to do that. There you go. Nice. Awesome. All right. Number three, what's your biggest fear? <laughs> wow. Um, I just talked about this the other day on my <laughs> feed. Ass. Uh, one is losing someone real close to me. Uh-huh. Is a fear of mine, and um, uh, cancer. I guess it's it. Um, just because that shit scares the heck out of me. My mom yeah. survived a couple times. My brother survived it. Wow. Um, but um, now. You know, losing a, I haven't lost a parent, uh, yet. Thank God. Um, but lost close people, but death is from somebody I love scares me. It's um, tough because it, it's something I can't control. Right. Gunfight, is- gun something like that. No problem. I'm, I'm on it. Just not something that's out of my control. Sure. Sure. Makes, makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. All right, number four. What would you say is your biggest achievement? Probably what I'm doing right now. Um, I run a pretty successful business. Um, I have, like I said, 16, 17 people that work for me that most of them pretty much like me. Um, (laughs) um, My parents are proud of me. My wife hates me, but she's proud of me. Um, (laughs) Business. Um, But yeah, probably probably this and i've been married for about 20 years to the same place that's huge very nice awesome okay well done last one this is my favorite question oh boy i i know how i would answer this and i always like hearing everybody else's answer are you ready yep send it okay (laughs) who is your greatest hero and why (laughs) um Again, I'd have to say my mom. Awesome. That's awesome. She's, uh, yeah. She's the person, you know, she's made me, like I said. I mean, she still reminds me of who I am. She keeps me humble. Um, she sees me on the news. She's super proud of me. She tells all of her friends, you know, because I'm the gun guy in the area. I'm the shmee, if you would. Um, <laughs> So she, you know, she brags about it. Um, all my brothers and sisters, they all have kids. So they see her a lot more than I do. I don't have any kids. My wife and I don't never chose to. But uh, when it comes to success and, and some that she can be proud of, I mean, I think I'm 
pretty pretty top up there, and that's all I want to do is make her happy. Even my dad, who I was kind of estranged with for quite some time, um, on and off, because he was a, he was a Marine vet in Vietnam, a couple tours and stuff. He's proud of me. Um, he stops in once a week or so and sees me. Um, so I'm just kind of, well, my mom's probably my biggest my biggest hero. That by far, I guess, would be the That's awesome, answer. man. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like she raised a good kid, so. Yeah, just, you know, that's the thing. If I disappoint her, even at 40, I say 48, still, <laughs> still sucks. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, sorry about that, Ma. Family's important, well, man. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, those are the five questions though, and uh, they weren't too bad, right? No, no. Crazy. <laughs> <was> crazy. <laughs> um, well, is there anything else that we should know um, about you, Dan, or about your shop, or anything like that? No, I mean you guys got probably a great following out there. If you guys want to follow another crazy gun shop, you know, hit mark on this M A R C dash O N shooting. Um and follow our page. We do a I've been getting pretty crazy on my live feeds on Friday mornings with this whole <laughs> thing and, and now we have to mandatorily wait wear masks and uh. people are coming to me and saying, Hey, how do you get by it? Because I seen y'all the other day didn't have a mask on because you know, if you say you have a medical condition, I've been going off of that one. Um, you know, and they're like, what's your medical condition? I'm fat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> medical condition or religious restrictions. What are the two? Yep. So, so, you know, that's what I talk about. And, uh, you know, some people hate it. Some people love it. I have a brother. I love him to death. He's the one that survived cancer, but, um, he's way on the other side of me. You know, he likes to hunt, but he's all about the free stuff and all about, you know, this and that. And I'm like, God oh, damn it. <laughs> But I, you know, I talk about that sometimes. So yeah, um, just stay true to who you are. Um, look us up and uh, like our page if you would. So great, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mark on shooting. Thank you so much, Dan. We appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you on again sometime soon. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Stay safe. All right, take I care. appreciate it, man. See ya. Bye bye. And thank you if uh, for listening. If you would like to get a hold of us, uh, podcast at iishooting.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Range Minded Podcast. Thanks for listening. Heck yeah, guys. Take somebody shooting to be safe. See ya. Later. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.